This is an ABC podcast. Country driving, I feel like I'm thriving. <sighs> I love a good old road trip. Expansive scenery, nothing but you and the road for hours. Carl, we're on a 20-minute drive through the city, and I really hope there's not hours of road. <laughs> this lady got places to be. Yeah, but isn't it fun imagining? Don't get distracted. We got an audition to get to, or should I say, <clears throat> I simply must arrive on time if I am to play the part I was born to, that of the Queen of England. Oh, jolly good. Oh, I can't do the accent, but yours is perfect. Oh, thank you, dear driver. This was the role you were born for, Molly. I mean, a period drama horror musical mashup? You as a Victorian era queen fighting zombies while also trying to manage your expansive estates in Britain? Oh, I know. Kicking zombie butt is simply divine. This is going to be my big break. I bet you'll have your own camper trailer on set with your name on Carl, it. Carl, that was the turnoff. What? Oh, no! Can you go back? Uh, not on a highway. Well, where's the next turn-off? I have to be there in 15 minutes for the audition. What do we do? Uh, let's just see what the GPS says. Can you put in the address? OK, OK, we have to get to Dinky Die Drama Production Studios. Found it. And go. Recalculating. You will arrive at your destination in 39 minutes. Carl, my audition is in 15 minutes. It's not my fault. What do you mean it's not your fault? Of course it is. You just missed the exit. Yeah, but my parents' place is up at that next turn-off and because I visit them every weekend, I guess my brain was just on autopilot. Well, today on Short and Curly, you can't blame me. What he means is, can you blame someone for something they did automatically or without thinking? Hello, and today you're listening Short and curly. Short and curly. Yay! Short and curly. Curly, 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 curly. Short and curly. Continue on the highway for 35 minutes. Carl, I'll be late. Well, on the plus side, now we get that country road trip we were both looking forward to. No, that was just you. I was looking forward to being a post-apocalyptic queen and you've ruined my career. Can't you just try calling them to let them know you'll be a bit late? I already tried, but their phones must be off during auditions. Oh, Carl, you dastardly evil swine. I will have your head. Molly, it's really not my fault. I'm not the only one whose brain just takes over sometimes. These students from Lansdowne Crescent Primary School in Hobart, Tasmania will back me up. Like, I've had quite a lot of, like, nervous tics, like blinking or... It's kind of... Sometimes if you're trying as hard as you can, like, not to blink a lot, like, it's really hard and you can't stop yourself from doing it because it's just like a... It's like if you're trying to stop breathing, you can't do that. So sometimes, like, I don't mean to, but then sometimes I, you, I just automatically rip paper and I don't even need to do it, I just rip it. I do this when I get, like, if I, I zone out a lot, like, I'll just, I'll be looking at the board, listening to the teacher, and then my brain will start thinking about something completely different. Um, ten minutes later, she's like, yep, okay, um, did everyone hear that? And I'm like, I have no idea what she was talking about because I zoned out. 
and I don't really have control over that. It just happens. Um, sometimes you forget you eat stuff, I feel like. I like eat chocolate a bit, then you forget you, you be in it, then it's gone and you feel really sad. There's nothing worse than noticing that empty chocolate wrapper in your hand. Okay, surely you listening at home would disagree with all of this. Yep, time to do a bit of thinking. Or, if you prefer, just kick back and let your brains do all the hard work. Remember, you can pause the show and chat about it with those around you. And here's the question. Can you think of a time where you did something and it was like you were on autopilot? Your brain just took over. If you were in a situation like that and something bad happened, do you think it would be your fault? Hit pause now. So this idea of your brain being on autopilot is not just wishful thinking, Molly. The unconscious brain is an actual thing. There's science behind it. Ooh, there'd better be. There is. We have two parts of our brain. The conscious brain is busy problem solving and doing things like talking and solving puzzles. Like when I sit down to memorise my lines for an audition. Exactly. And while that part of our brain is busy, our unconscious brain kind of kicks into action to do lots of other things. But Carl, sometimes when we go on autopilot, it's because we've let ourselves get distracted by something else. So in that way, it can still be your fault, Carl. We can't just blame everything on our brain being on autopilot. (sighs) Hey, you two. Ah! Matt! What are you doing in the car? I told you both, I was coming for the audition. I must have just fallen asleep. Wait, aren't we meant to be there already? Yes, he's ruined my career by missing the turn off. It was my unconscious brain taking shortcuts because I have so many other big brainy things going on in this big old noggin of mine. You do? But Carl, the other thing you need to be aware of when you do things on autopilot is biases. And biases can have some really nasty ethical impacts. Biases. Like when you favour a person because of an unfair or just plain wrong idea that's living deep down in your brain. Here's a famous example. There was an orchestra where musicians had to audition to get a spot. They performed in front of an expert panel and only the best people got picked. But when they auditioned this way, the orchestra ended up with way more men than women. Well, that seems weird. It's not like men are any better than women at playing music. Exactly. So here's what they did. They got all the musicians to audition behind a screen so the panel couldn't tell whether the musician was a woman or a man. And suddenly they found that they were picking equal numbers of men and women. That's freaky. So they were being biased towards men. Oh, boo. They were, but they probably didn't even know that they were. Basically, what they were doing was deciding if someone was a great musician based on people who they already knew were great musicians. But 
Because most people in orchestras were men, their brains assumed that people who were men were more likely to be great musicians, even though that's not the case. Ah, that is really depressing. It's also really tricky from an ethical perspective. If lots of our choices are driven by the unconscious parts of our brain, even when they feel like choices that we're making for ourselves, then are we really making choices at all? Or are we just being driven around by a part of our brain that we can't control? Uh, I guess that is the big question. Am I responsible for making the wrong turn? Yeah, was he in control of that decision or not? Why don't we see what our brain's trust thinks about that? Uh, I think it's not his fault because he trained himself to go that way, so he just does it on instinct. I think it's still you doing it, but not really you knowing you're doing it. For an example, at my dad's house, on the plates is in the bottom drawer, the second drawer. When I'm at my mum's house, I will always look in the second drawer for plates. So I think sometimes you are in control, but in others, for like everyday things, like you want to get a cup, you're not. Because sometimes your brain just like remembers things and doesn't update probably. Like, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but so say you have something in your room and you know that it's been moved. If you look for it, you'll still go check where it used to be. If you really think about it, if you're really thinking about what your action is, then you are responsible for it. But it's kind of like an instinct sometimes. So in a way, no, it's not his fault. It's his brain's fault. And also you can learn a lesson from this. Like turn off the music when he turns or like don't let him drive the car or just like take the taxi or something. <laughs> But not everyone can afford a taxi. So look, I'm just going to be really focused on my driving from... <gasps> donuts! Look, Molly, two for one donut drive through Carl, what are you doing? I'll be super quick. It's a drive through I can't believe I trusted you to get me to this audition. Now, two for one donut deal, and they do smell delicious. But I have been trying to eat healthy lately, so maybe that salad sandwich is a... Carl! Quickly. Uh, okay. Uh, hello? G'day, welcome to Donut Drive Through. What can I get you today? Maybe I'll have uh, a Carl, are you serious? Hurry up! Uh, um, four donuts, please. Okay, that'll be 12 bucks. Here you go. Thank you. Okay, now please step on it. Okay, sorry. Whew. On the road again. Oh. Hey, Carl, why did you buy all of those donuts instead of a healthier sandwich like you said you should? I don't know. I guess I just really felt like them today. Yeah, but haven't you ever wondered where those urges and impulses come from? No, I haven't really thought about that. I just assume that's my brain guiding me. Okay, did you notice, for example, that they were literally wafting donut smells at you the whole time we were queuing at the drive-thru? No, but I did notice I was hungry for donuts as soon as I opened the window. And did you notice all the big signs, like the two-for-one deal with delicious donuts? 
Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying you got tricked into buying these ear donuts. Whoa. First, my brain takes me places I didn't mean to go, and now it's choosing food for me without me making the decision myself? Hail, mighty brain. But in this case, it isn't even really your brain. It's the people who are tricking your brain. <sighs> Do I smell donuts? Ah! Uh, you forgot I was here again, didn't you? Sorry, you're just a very quiet passenger. Hey, while you're awake, Matt, Molly thinks my brain tricked me into buying these ear donuts. Ah, the unconscious brain strikes again. Well, I mean, also the people who designed the donut ads and designed the shop, right? Definitely. But those people are using what we know about the unconscious brain to try to nudge Carl into making the choices that they want him to. Like buying donuts. Well, how do they do that? Well, they use smells, colours, and bargains to make the donuts seem so much more attractive than all the other foods on the menu. But that's so cheeky. You can't go around tricking people. There's a whole world out there working on building these nudges into our lives, trying to get us to make choices one way or the other. Sometimes that's bad. It tricks us into buying stuff we don't want or need. But in other cases, it can actually seem pretty good. Like when? Molly, it might surprise you to learn this, but men's toilets can be a pretty gross place. Yeah, they can be sticky with, like, lots of pee on the floor. Uh, I'm not surprised at all by this. Also, disgusting. Also, also, what does this have to do with nudges? Well, lots of public toilets around the world now use stickers to get men to aim better when they're peeing. And this makes men's bathrooms nicer, more hygienic places, all thanks to a little old nudge. Huh. I mean, I don't understand why men can't just aim when they pee, with or without a sticker, but good for them, I guess. Molly, Molly, Molly. The thrill of target practice. You just don't get it. I really don't. You make a good point, Molly. In an ideal world, People would just choose to be careful with their pee and wouldn't need to be tricked into doing it. But seeing as they don't, why not trick their unconscious brain to make sure that they make better choices? That sounds like a good thinking question. So get ready to pause the show. We'd like to know, is it okay to nudge or even trick someone into doing something if it's for a good reason? And when does that go too far? Hit pause now. Oh, our turn off is coming up next. Carl, 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 are you and your brain paying attention? Of course. Okay, we're, we're 25 minutes late. I still haven't been able to contact the team at the audition. I'm ruined. Well, make sure your wig and powdered makeup are looking perfect just in case. After 500 metres, your destination will be on the left. Okay, almost there, Molly. I think I can see it. Where are we? This doesn't look like the movie studio Dinky Die drama. Look at the sign. It says Dinky Die Demolitions. Carl! Wait, no, this is definitely not my fault. Oh, let me guess. Your brain did it. No, not my brain. The GPS took us here. 
And actually, you were the one who put the name of the destination into the GPS. No. No, I can't. Surely. It's okay. It's not your fault. I can't believe my life has come to this. Dressed as a post-apocalyptic zombie battling queen in the parking lot of a demolition company in the middle of nowhere, wondering whether I'm actually in control of anything in my life. <gasps> Molly, stop weeping. You'll ruin your makeup. What does it matter? Because the casting agents are just over there. Wait, what? Look, a group of fashionable, sunglass-wearing, funky movie types just jumped out of that car. And they're... arguing? <gasps> it looks like they're lost. Maybe you're right. Let's go find out. Uh, hello. I'm Carl. Are you the audition crew for Dinky Die Drama? Oh, uh, yes, we are. We must have put in the wrong destination on the GPS and we've ended up here. Well, you are in luck. We also put in the wrong address and now I would like to present to you star actor Molly Daniels, ready to audition for the role. It is a dark time for the monarchy indeed. Fighting zombies with my laser sword and winning over politicians with my fancy words. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is your post-apocalyptic queen, me. Woohoo! Well done, Molly! Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, that was very entertaining, but our movie is not about a queen who battles zombies. It's about a freaky-looking zombie queen. Yeah, you must have misread the brief. Our zombie queen kind of just gurgles and eats people. Oh, uh, this is awkward. Uh, I don't think I want that role. You do one zombie role and they cast you in the same stuff forever. No worries. We'd better be off. Thanks, Miss Daniels. If we're quick, we might still be able to find the rest of our auditioning zombie queens. Sheesh, what a mix-up. Are you okay? Oh, totally. They'll always be next time. Gotta stay upbeat on the auditioning circuit. And look, Carl, I owe you an apology. I guess you're right. Sometimes our subconscious does just take over. It can happen to any of us. That's what I've been saying all along. But now that I've accepted that, what's to say that everything I do isn't just controlled by my subconscious? Uh, I'm, sh I'm sure. Oh my gosh, what if I'm not in control of my life at all? I think we just need a thinking question here so I can help her calm down. Molly, maybe you have a nice, simple question? What if we are never actually in complete control of anything we do? No! Okay, but uh, let's just ask this a little more calmly. And this is a really big question about free will. You can pause the show and take your time to think it through. So, when it comes to the stuff that really matters, are you actually in control of what you think and what you do? Hit pause now. What if maybe our producer, Kyla Slavin, is manipulating my mind? Or, or our executive producer, Justine Kelly. Oh, oh, maybe sound engineer Bella Tropiano is making me think I sound different to what I really sound like. 
What if Audio Studios manager Kelly Reardon controls everyone? And, 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 what if our brain trusts are shaping my thinking with their little comments? <laughs> I see you, you evil manipulators. Massimo, Samantha, Anissa, Bella, Kevin and Eric from Lansdowne Crescent Primary School in Hobart, Tasmania. I see you. I see all of you. <laughs> This summer, one zombie woman, one desire to devour humanity. <laughs> Prepare for the end. Kanye West is. <laughs> the Zombie Queen. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs. Carl, that's disgusting. I'm sorry, but you need some self-control or to change your diet. What? That wasn't me, Molly, I swear. I didn't fart, and if it wasn't you that made that very suspiciously farty noise, who did? Not who, Molly. What? What? Exactly. No, what do you mean? Oh, well, that very airy sound you just heard came from a new podcast I've been listening to called Noisy by Nature. You're listening to a podcast that's all about farts? That is a great idea, Molly. But no, Noisy by Nature is a new show from ABC Science and ABC Kids Listen that's all about the unusual, weird and wonderful sounds that Australian nature makes, including fluffing elephant seals. What? This beautiful sound is made by an elephant seal breathing. Not farting, breathing. How cool is that? Oh, I'd say it's more unfortunate than cool. Well, anyway, if you're a nature lover and a sound lover like me, you should check out Noisy by Nature or recommend it to your younger siblings. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Molly, let's try and make that elephant seal sound. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) 